Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Today is Friday, February 19th, and you are listening to Rocket City Lift. everyone. Welcome back to Rocket City Lift. I'm Tara Bulger. And I'm Brett Goodman. We come to you three times a week and try to bring a bit of a spiritual lift to your day. Today is Friday and we hope you've had a good week. We will end this week by talking about the transfiguration from Mark's gospel. But before we begin, let's have a moment of prayer. Let us pray. Lord, we know that you make new things that you redeem, that you create, and that you call us to all of those things. That life does not exist apart from you. That redemption does not exist outside of your grace. May we touch these things today and know who you are. Amen. Amen. Our reading is from Mark's Gospel, the ninth chapter, verses 2 through 9. Six days later, Jesus took with him Peter and James and John and led them up a high mountain apart by themselves. And he was transfigured before them. And his clothes became dazzling white, such as no one on earth could bleach them. And there appeared to them Elijah with Moses, who were talking with Jesus. Then Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, it is good for us to be here. Let us make three dwellings, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He did not know what to say, for they were terrified. Then a cloud overshadowed them, and from the cloud there came a voice. This is my son, the beloved. Listen to him. Suddenly, when they looked around, they saw no one with them anymore, but only Jesus. As they were coming down the mountain, He ordered them to tell no one about what they had seen until after the Son of Man had risen from the dead. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to God. Tara, for our Friday fun question, which reality or game show do you think you would be most successful at? Notice I said most successful, not which one do you want to be on? Mm Mm-hmm. So first of all, I never, ever, ever want to be on a reality show. I think that's just a nightmare waiting to happen. Plus, I'm pretty sure I'm way too boring. It would be like long shots of me sitting in a chair reading. Um, But I will tell you that um, I'm pretty sure I could kill it at Jeopardy. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. So the joke in our house is Brian is really good at Wheel of Fortune. And I'm pretty good at Jeopardy. He can solve a puzzle quickly. What about you? Pretty good. Um... Mine requires very little skill, uh, but I think I, you know, I at like arcade games, they have a version of this for tickets and I always go and play with my brothers and it's um, deal or no deal. Uh, And I think I would be good at it because I'm not blinded from outside the math. I'm going to go exact. (laughs) I'm not going to keep going if I have one, one million and five, you know, whatever ones, I'm going to take the largest number possible because the odds would. You wouldn't be swayed by emotion. No, I would totally. Or superstition. Be, I would totally be dictated by the numbers. And I think I could walk out with a handsome sum. I thought for sure you're going to say like American Ninja Warrior or something like that. <laughs> no, 
I, uh, the one that I would want to be on is amazing race. I would love to do the amazing race. That looks terrible and fun. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) But to our scripture, why do you think the disciples are terrified when they see the transfiguration and how does God respond to that fear in this narrative? How do you think God responds to when we're fearful in life? Well, they're terrified because they've just seen something incredibly supernatural that no one else has ever seen or will again. I have to think my first thought would be no one's going to believe this. (laughs) You know what I mean? Um, It didn't happen. Right. And I do think there is always an element of um, when we encounter the divine, no matter in what way it should be a little bit, it usually is a little bit terrifying. Right. I mean, Um, or at least that's my experience, not always, but most of the time. So I think this is terrifying because it's never happened before. They didn't have any idea it would happen. And yet here it is. And I, I think there've been times where I've read God saying, listen to Jesus as a rebuke, but what if it's just God saying it's okay. Just listen to Jesus. Yeah because he alone has the words of love and life. And um, that's actually not a bad thing for me to remember in the middle of my fear, Hmm. to listen to who, who God is and who Jesus is um, and know that they are with me. What do you think? Yeah. I, you know, when, when we were doing, we did this uh, scripture as Electia Divina with our staff and uh, our children's director or Christian education director shared a story about when she was telling the kids this story and a little boy said, Miss Kathy, please stop because you're freaking me out. Yeah. And I love that story because I think he grasped it a lot better than I have the most of the times I read it. Um, Yeah. He understands that, yeah, this is a freaky um, experience that's happening. And in some of the other gospels, it talks about clouds uh tempests being formed around the disciples that there's there's a crazy storm going on um and so it's 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 a terrifying thing to behold um and yeah i I loved i loved that thought that it's not it's not a rebuke um he never he doesn't even say you know do not fear uh that you can continue being terrified and still listen to Jesus uh, and still understand that he is uh, the beloved. Um, In the midst of experiencing God's power and might and insurmountable uh, majesty, God reminds them uh, that humanity is his beloved child, uh, that there is, that, that there is, not just the majesty, but there is the deep love, um, that there is not just the fear, but there is the deep care and mercy uh, in that, um, you know, the, the beloved, every time God talks about Jesus, the beloved, he uses that agapitas, um, mm-hmm. uh, that verb that is, you know, unconditionally, uh, dearly, unconditionally loved. Uh, yeah. And I, and I love to replace that sometimes because I need that. I think one of the kind of hallmarks of being human is that our first instinct is always to hang on to something that is temporal. Yeah. 
Um, So, you know, Peter's is, okay, we're going to build some shelters and we're going to, or, you know, essentially what is an Ebenezer, a tabernacle to remember this holy place. Um, But, you know, I do think God is saying, this is something different. That is what you may have been asked to do in the past. But now I'm just telling you, just listen to him. And I was thinking about that this morning. I, um, for my own personal devotion, started reading Mark's gospel again. And when it talks about Jesus being in the wilderness, my first thought was, I really feel like I'm in the wilderness right now, personally, right? With COVID and all kinds of stuff. But my human response is to beat myself up about being in the wilderness. (laughs) But you know what the scripture says in Mark is that the angels ministered to him. And I have to assume that we are ministered to also, but I do think, I think an element of being human is always our first response is usually not the right one. (laughs) Or maybe I should say that's a hallmark of being this human Uh is that my first response is usually not the best one. Even, even when I'm thinking about, um, you know, what new programs or what new ministries can our church can be involved in? It's, it's like Peter, it's like, what can I build? What can yeah. I build? You know, uh, and Jesus says, or God says, you know, stop, mm-hmm. listen to my son, the yeah. beloved. Yeah. And I do think this is a very new thing that God is asking them to do yeah. to not focus on a structure, which is totally faithful. And they would have done in the past, but instead to realize that it's not the marking of the place. It's not what you do there. It's listening to Jesus speaking into your life that really makes the difference. And, you know, it's, it's a, it's an important reminder for me of uh, that God calls us to new responses. Uh, Sometimes when I have an experience or I learn a new thing, I'll have, uh, I'll respond in a way of, you know, prayer, which isn't bad, (laughs) which isn't, which isn't wrong. Um, That's, that's how our tradition has done it for 2000 years. But uh, maybe in that moment, God's calling you to respond in a new way or me to respond in a different way. Yeah. The question is, where is Jesus calling us? Yeah. And sometimes Jesus is calling me to silence and prayer. Honestly, today for me, my one goal is to take a walk. That feels like the most faithful thing to get outside of myself. I feel like that's where I'm being called today, even if it's in the rain, (laughs) but um, yeah, it's not, I don't know that it's so much exactly what we do, but that we are faithful to where we are being called. Yes. With that, we'll end with this quote from Plato. We can easily forgive a child who is afraid of the dark. The real tragedy of life is when men are afraid of the light. Amen. Amen. All right, all. We hope you have a wonderful and safe weekend. We'll be back on Monday. Now may each of you go out to love and to serve, to be well, to care for yourselves and others, knowing that the grace and love of God is upon you. Amen. Amen.